Welcome to the Transformation Goddess Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm your host, Shan Vanderleek, founder of TransformationGoddess.com. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. And today, it's my honor to introduce you to Shemali Arda. Shemali is a practitioner and teacher of feminine spirituality, and she has inspired thousands of women around the world with her breakthrough methods for living and embodying feminine awakenings for real. She is especially appreciated for her love of mythology and storytelling as a method for illuminating our unique place in the vast tapestry of life. She is the initiator of a global network of groups for women, creator of a multimedia home study program, and author of two books on feminine empowerment and spirituality. Welcome, Shamali. It's so wonderful to have you here with us today. Mm, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We connected over a year ago to set up your interview, and you have been traveling and teaching and just really evolving into the woman that you are today. It's been fun to watch you from afar, mm. and, <laughs> and I'm honored to share a little bit of time with you today, and we'll jump right into the interview, if that's all right with you. Yes, I'm ready. Let's talk about a significant transformation that you've been experiencing, let's say, in the last year or so. Yes. <laughs> so um, this year, you know, in the last year has actually been like, um, well, the last 10 years, 12 years, <laughs> has been a, a kind of a constant blossoming. It feels like something is opening almost, yeah, or every day something new is unfolding in the practice, in the teachings, in the field that I explore together with women. And uh, this summer I was traveling for five months in Europe. This is like the longest tour I ever had. So I was practicing, practicing very intensely with, with the women over a long time, including uh, we were four weeks in this uh, summer ashram we have in Greece. And I, I just noticed this uh, f uh, fierceness coming through me uh, in an impatience almost or an urgency um, because I meet so many magnificent women and uh, uh, with so much wisdom to share. And then I, I, it became more and more obvious and, and clear and, and, and uh, on the surface that we carry with us so many ideas of how we should sound like when we speak our truth or yeah. uh, like what we should sound rational or we should kind of play a certain game of how to express ourselves that is already made uh, and we kind of try to fit in there. So I see myself and other women, we are holding back our voice because it's not fully cooked. It doesn't make sense. It mm. doesn't, you know, all of that. And it's kind of a little stuttering. It's a little unclear. It goes all over the place. And, so part of a, a huge wave that happened in the circle this summer was really this, you know, dare to not make sense. Because, who, I mean, who created that rule that our, our expression should have a linear, rational form? Says who? Like, who, who created that rule? It's not a universal <laughs> rule. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not an intrinsically universal rule. 
it was created by a part of us collectively that was, you know, incredible imbalanced toward what we can call the masculine, which is not even the masculine, it's just kind of a neurotic version of masculine without the feminine. You know, when the sure. when, when one part of us gets to create the whole world that we live in, it gets uh, imbalanced. So, um, so it's an imbalanced part of us that's created those rules. And what happens then is that we have this little sliver, this kind of little linear path that all our expression should follow and that is kind of a little sliver in the big 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 tapestry of life and reality and wisdom that is ready to express through us but we have to be willing to not make sense in order to be a channel for that we have to be willing to to not find the words because perhaps there are not the right words for that yes yet but maybe it is a sound or maybe it is a movement or maybe it is a a picture and, and what I realized that when we release that, that, that kind of, uh, we release those shackles of how we should sound like, there is a tremendous wisdom released. Because then we are tapping into a, you know, like the rest of the universe doesn't move in this linear, narrow, rational part, pathways. It's, it's more organic. It's cyclic. It's, you know, it, it, it moves in circles, it moves in symbols, in stories, in songs, in sounds. It's it's so much we women, we we understand with our whole body uh, without really understanding why we understand, but we do. Uh-huh. You know, it touches us. And that is part of that kind of feminine emergence we see today. Uh, like we want to, you know, we see, we are, in my view, at the edge of a shift in consciousness and and if we want the feminine to be part of that, we have to be willing to to stand with our trembling legs and our dry mouths and, and be willing to be a voice of the feminine without getting the approval from the the father or the male teacher or the you know the old because right. the, you know if they are not never going to affirm or approve that we have to be the teacher in this you know we have to be the the instrument of that so this was a huge. This has been a huge, uh, uh, you know, opening and other mm-hmm. thing. Well, I can see that. And one of the things that has been happening for me over the last 12 months is really uh, allowing and cherishing and celebrating my wildness. Mm. The, the fact that <laughs> I am not linear, that I learned to be for the longest time, but that now... Uh, that no longer serves me or serves my family. And, and I remember I used to apologize for that wildness. Mm-hmm. And I no longer will. <laughs> 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 no. <Nope. laughs> that's done. That's done. That was then. This is now. That's gone now. And, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm noticing that in, 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 my, in my circle and circles of, of women as well that, that – um, and I love how you stated that even if we don't know the words and even if our legs are wobbly, that that we have this knowing. Mm-hmm. And there's something really beautiful in that. Mm. Mm. There was oh. a, you know, there was a, if I may. Yes, yeah, absolutely. There was, um, you know, there's a woman called Miranda Shaw. She's done a lot of uh, research into trying to find the women practitioners in the early tantric buddhism in india and you know the history books kind of explain that 
the founding fathers of Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism, they were all men. But she actually, through her research, she found that those men had female teachers. <laughs> uh, and, and she has this wonderful book called Passionate Enlightenment, uh, where she shares this research. And one of the things that, one of the stories she shares is that these women, you know, they came to these Buddhist monks that, and at that time in India, it was year 900, I think, before Buddhism came into Tibet. These, the, Buddhism was a very academic uh, practice. It was very, you know, they were just reciting texts, memorizing texts, and that was kind of the the spirituality. So uh, they were, these monks were approached by women who said, you know, Buddha's teachings cannot be understood through the intellect. It can be, it can be, uh, it can be lived. It can be understood through symbols, through meaning. And then they say, "Come and marry me, and I'll show you Buddha's teaching. <laughs> Come home with me and raise my children, and I show you how enlightened you are." <laughs> And these monks, they actually saw the wisdom in this, and they left the monastery and, and went and um, and lived with with the women and explored a whole new level of Buddhism that was the beginning of what we call tantric Buddhism, which was much more embodied, much more, uh, you know, um, about in, in the midst of life. Mm. And and, uh, and so these women, they they were the teachers of that, and I just see that kind of junction again coming coming around again today. Yes, it's a that we have to be willing to stand and say, you know, yes, you have to not be so impressed, you know, but right. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I see that we're so intimidated and we think that oh my god, you know, I have to kind of play the game here that, you know, to yeah. Right. Well, and yet and yet when we let that laughter fly and let that wildness be what it is and let those moments happen where we don't really have the words there's something so transparent and beautiful in that in that space yes often that can be the gift oh that it can is be the medicine that yes in space yes. yes when you don't know you don't find the words and suddenly that kind of presence starts to transmit through mm. tell us how you relate to your body and sexuality and power <laughs> Body, sexuality, and power in one sentence. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, do you have an extra week to stay on the phone? Yes. <laughs> so in my, you know, in the lineage that I'm practicing in, it's a, it's a Shakti-based lineage, which means that we relate to, um, to, you know, that Shakti is another word for spirit in form. So we kind of have a formless aspect of spirit, but instead of thinking that that is other than form and matter, uh, you know, in this in this path we view Shakti as spirit in form. So it is, you know, everything we are experiencing here, our feelings, uh, body, uh, colors, movement, everything around us is is not separate from spirit. It's actually not a kind of a belief, but in it's a deep in, in inquiry to really explore if you can find that separation that we have been taught that spirit you know between spirit and matter are they really two and then we go deep into that portal that inquiry opens and uh, so that means that 
that every experience is Shakti. And Shakti is another word for energy. It's creative energy. It's actually kind of a feminine. It's a, in a, it is another word for the goddess. Goddess as, as this kind of in, in, immense creativity. And uh, so, so, for example, sexuality in, in, you know, in many spiritual traditions, sexuality is a very hot, it's, it's strong energy. Right. And it's hard to stay awake and conscious there. So, so you know, we have, uh, you know, we have thousands of years building structures and, and uh, you know, dogmas uh, and, spirit, and religions as attempt to kind of avoid sexuality <laughs> right uh, you know because it's so messy let's just try to 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 to, to uh, skip it to push <laughs> it <laughs> and in the shakti tradition when it's hot and it's strong energy like sexuality or even anger it's what we say is that it's a it's a strong shakti so it means that it has a lot of energy and it has the potential for you to go completely unconscious and into, you know, into your strategies or habitual reactivity, or it has the potential also to to uh, to awakening, mm -hmm. because it is a lot of fuel there. Sure. So, so for us, it's like where where it is hot and harder to stay awake. That just means that we we bring our practice right there into the fire of that, and. Uh, you know, Shakti is not a human, it's not limited to the human experience, it's all things. But our portal, our portal into, into Shakti, not only the, the energy of Shakti, but we can kind of, we can enter, for example, sexuality or anger uh, as a portal. It's the immediate experience. And instead of kind of going into strategic, reaction to to the experience we stay with it and we turn it around almost it's like we are riding the energy back into the source of the energy where does it arise from and this is where we discover that any feeling even what so-called negative feelings when we don't act on them we can actually ride them back and they become uh, they become a portal to God, to to awakening, to that deep connection. Mm. So, uh, so we, we we move into that. We move in. We move into that fire, and the, and the and the portal into that deep connection is through the body. Is that you know for the human, even though Shakti is not limited to the human, right? We are born human, and so this is our door doorway into. Um, into that connection because the body is also you know body's earth earth is is awake consciousness there's also an aspect of the divine feminine aspect of awake consciousness uh, that was maybe you know is so close to us so immediate that we keep we keep looking to the heavens for god and we just turn turn our back at her all the time right right because she's so close she's right here hmm. Mm -mm -mm. And and power has been an incredible exploration. I, I practice very intensely with a goddess called Durga. Mm, she's yes. a goddess of feminine embodiment. Yeah, and, and um, 
she shows us um, uh, she's kind of a mirror to look into to rediscover a sense of feminine empowerment that is not in um, you know oftentimes we speak about feminine empowerment as a, as a opposite of suppression you know it's like the way out of suppression that we experienced in the women's liberation revolution you know it was we, we it was a pathway into empowerment from suppression and that has been what we associate with empowerment for a long time it's this kind of okay i'm going to i'm going to prove i can do it just as good as man i can prove i'm going to prove that i can play this game just as good as man and now we we have because of that a tremendous valuable work that has been done by our sisters and brothers we can now you know we find ourselves now at the edge where we can explore but what is feminine empowerment in itself not in reaction to what is it in in itself and that's where durga comes in and she she shows us this power that transcends the the power game that it has to be a, a you know a suppressor and the suppressed this power is a, is kind of rooted in 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 what you you know in your deepest values in what you really love and we tend to because we've been so indoctrinated to think that that is weak or not valuable in the real world uh we tend to to take for granted or 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 minimize diminish actually the power of our own love the wisdom of our, of our own love the importance of our own love uh and just that kind of that we have heard a call to create something you know to cre- to to we have heard a call that wow we can create a different world we can create a world that reflects the wisdom of the heart just that call is shakti in itself it is creative power in itself so we have you know instead of trying to build up our power or build up our self esteem we tap directly into into the power that is already here and right. what and the doorway into that is it is it is a radical vulnerability because we have to stand in the vulnerability of allowing things to really matter to really like to not you know okay now i do a spiritual practice and then i have this deep connection with with the goddess or with with spirit and then i don't fully honor it to, to you know to fully realize that wow i have be i can go lifetimes without ever touching into this but we we have been touched by spirit and that is not nothing that is huge that yeah. is source of tremendous power but nobody's going to affirm or approve that you know you have to take the stand for that i have to right. i have to be the one honoring that and say no this is just as valuable as all the games that 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 uh, other parts of us have created this is valuable this is worth something this is this is where i take a stand this is what i want to create mm-hmm. that's where we tap into durga's power the just to be able to receive it to allow ourselves to get out of our own way and and be able to tap in and to not need that external validation and to find it within and and to wipe the mirror clean. Mm, mm, yeah. 
Let's let's talk about share some of your favorite sacred feminine rituals. Yes. I um I I'm a <laughs> I, I'm a you know I have a very specific part of my practice is devotion. I'm a very you know, devotional uh, practitioner, um, which is not something that I had planned when I set out on this. It just kind of came over me yes. and I found myself on my knees. Uh, so it's part of you know a lot of part of my practice is prayers and um, this one practice called the Gayatri Mantra, which is the one of the oldest prayers we know of in the world. And I uh, got initiated into this prayer maybe 15 years ago by my teacher, Shantimai. And uh, since then, I've been chanting this prayer every day. It's a, it's a, it's a mantra that I've been going very deep into. And, and there are people from all kinds of traditions chanting this prayer. So every time you say it, you tap into this kind of mala or garland of prayers surrounding a world that has been doing that for thousands, unbroken for thousands of years. As people sing it day and night. And so it's a very powerful um, anchor into a deeper reality. Would you like to share it? Sure, sure. <clears throat> All right. And this is a prayer for, it is a prayer for, it's actually a prayer to the sun. And the sun in this prayer symbolizes the one source that we all arise out of and dissolve back into. It's a prayer for all beings to wake up to, to, to that one source. Om Bhur Bhur Vasva Tatsavitur Varanyam Vargore Vasyari Mahi so very beautiful thank you thank you so much when i uh, i the last time i listened um, I was listening to Deva Pramal sing, and mm. she has, you know, I love her. And yes. <laughs> she has a two-hour loop, you know, just a, just, it goes on and on and on. Mm. And, what a, and, and sometimes what a beautiful thing to just play and sing. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm so grateful that you shared. Thank you so much. Yeah. What else? Any other favorite? Yes, I, you know, I, I practice in, also with the with the women. We have we have groups what we call women's temple, and um, one of the practices that we we share there is actually respectful touch. You know that we have this um, space where we can support each other with touch to tap in directly into the body. It's almost like we are bypassing all the analytical. Uh, spaghetti mind mm. <laughs> uh, directly into direct experience 
and uh, and part of the temple practice is also just to put on some music, uh, kind of a music list with, with music with different moods to them, and then to dance or move, not necessarily dance, but move the body and also move the emotional body. So to allow, f- to, to, to kind of explore how feelings doesn't have to be a, a major story that has to last for years or weeks, that, that you know, feelings are energy and energy uh-huh. is never static. It's the story about the feeling that creates these endless loops. So the feeling itself is energy, and when the feeling is allowed to move, uh, it will shift and change. So to put on music in, with different moods on, and just kind of go into that feminine, into that feeling flow. Right. I, I used to do that, you know, for many years. I did that every morning, twenty minutes, where I just moved with different feelings, and that kind of uh, re, uh, re, it, it kind of rebuilt that trust and confidence in the in this more wild feeling realm that I don't have to use my life in strategies in order to avoid certain feelings and and, and grasping for others that actually if I allow any feeling uh, to to have that flow any feeling brings me to a deeper connection instead of uh, you know distracting me right right that sounds wonderful I I love love the idea I love to dance and any form of of dance and music like just aren't we so blessed to have music <laughs> to be able to move our bodies and and to do so with a, a group of women and mm. uh, and to invite each other back into our bodies that we are yeah. so often not present in our own bodies yeah so you created um, a 21-day course called Shakti Sadhana. Mm-hmm. And I'd love for you to share your inspiration. Tell us a little bit about what, what that's all about. Yes, we are actually, we are, we are, sadhana means spiritual practice. So it is a sadhana, it's a spiritual practice immersion for 21 days. And we are doing that two, three times a year in our community in last uh, you know, last time I think we were 650 women in it from all over the world, uh, and um, and each sadhana we are focusing on a certain goddess and her qualities and her mythology. So we have had, for example, the Durga sadhana where we are, you know, exploring this feminine empowerment. The last sadhana we had just last month was um, Sarasvati, who is like the goddess of mm. creativity and wisdom, and it was amazing. We had a we have a, had a Inanna sadhana, which was the biggest one we had, uh, where we followed Inanna's journey down into the underworld. Oh, I bet that was fascinating. Yeah, it was very oh. very very strong. And um, so we have had many many sadhanas like this for some years now, and um, the next one. We're gonna do is Radha, who is, you know, she's the goddess of Radha. Is just this amazing goddess who who just stand for love no matter what. She's like the goddess of 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 devotion and outrageous love. Like she's mm. the path of love. She chooses to love so incredibly that she ends up seeing God everywhere. Mm. So she's a very radical goddess because she, of course, uh, tap, you know we. It, 
in her in the mirror of Radha, we see all our the ways that we avoid loving like that, where we have sealed off our hearts with cynicism or fear of being a doormat or you know in in identity with being the self sufficient one and so uh, it is a kind of a minefield <laughs> right there. <laughs> But very potent. That's where we go into the fire. <laughs> sure. uh, yeah. So, uh, so that is an incredible journey. It's just a way for for women who can never come to our retreats, or you know, we have women from uh, literally, really, a lot of countries where, you know, they 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 feel they have a seat in the circle too. Right. Even if they can't travel and meet us. So. Um, right. So that and is. This, really, yeah. Uh, excuse me. Um. And this came. This whole idea for you came from a dream. It did. It uh, it was a, uh, I, you know, I've been traveling so much and meeting with the women. I wanted to create something online to yeah to to for the women who can't travel and and it just is part of my creative process is to wait a lot and listen and it is kind of a long. It's it's I don't do yeah. It's it's kind of a lot of processes that happens on the ground like in the winter you know it's that kind of uh, organic process on the ground where it feels like nothing is happening and then the spring comes <laughs> and sure. then you realize that a lot has happened in the nothing and uh, so that is part of my practice is uh, listening like that so the, when the spring came it came in a dream and it said it just told me how to do this uh, 21 day um, sadhana and uh, the first sadhana we actually donated all the income to a cause. It was a, a crisis in Africa at that time, some years ago. And that was the big, uh, you know, then we tapped into the Shakti, because every project and idea and vision you have has a Shakti in itself. It has a Dharma. It has a certain path. Right. And it's when we tap into it, it may look different than what we think. We have to maybe not be so smart and strategic. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I, you know, there were many years where I diluted my message, where I tried to make it more mainstream or consult and say that, oh, you can't call it sadhana, you can't work with the goddesses. And, and you know, the more I have been true to what my practice is and what I love, yeah. uh, you know, there was a, some years ago I had a kind of a health scare that really, really crystallized why for me why I'm here and that is that very, this path with the women uh you know in a very specific way that's my that's why that's my little piece in this right. big big puzzle and that's where the shakti and that's where you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women came uh because they wanted that too right mm. well thank you for providing that this um online offering is so important it, it does allow many more women to come and play and and to do the work and to be in circle and to know that they're supported it's just a beautiful offering it is and the, and one thing that has happened that i couldn't envision was that you know the women stay in we have this facebook group that is open between the sadhanas so there's this immense community and connection and real day-to-day -day support of that the women provide with each other, which is quite, you know, it's, it's just unfolding in ways I could never, ever have imagined. Mm, it's wonderful to see that. The more collaboration and connection and inclusion uh, where 
you might not have seen that even five years ago. You, yeah, you know, exactly. it's just it's such a beautiful thing to witness. Yeah. You have a, a free gift for our listeners and readers today. I'd love for you to tell us what that is. Yes, it's just a very, very simple way to 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 get to experience practices yourself. Because now I've been speaking about them, and, and um, so you can just go to the website. It's easy there. It says a three day mini course in feminine embodiment practices, and um, there's uh, so you could just sign up there, and then you will get for three days. Um, practices so you get to experience this for yourself Mm, thank you very much it's very generous Mm. and our readers and listeners can contact you on Facebook at the Awakening Woman Institute women plural yes excuse me women institute and then also at awakeningwomen.com those are the two Mm. best places to connect yes yes and we have a very very thriving Facebook community so it's uh it's good to visit us there. Oh. And you describe your community. Um, there's, a, there's a description that I'd, if you'd like to read it or I can read it, that um, describes an awakening woman. Mm-hmm. Um, would, would you like to share or would you like me? You can do it. I don't have okay. it in front of okay. me. <laughs> all right. This kind of encompasses all of the, the work that you're doing right now, and it's gorgeous. An awakening woman is a spiritual rebellion engaged in a glowing and embodied, nothing-held-back love affair with the great mystery. She moves in the world with fierce compassion, grace, and freedom, and is passionate about truth, rest, and real love. She is fluent in angelic, deva, and kali roars. Earth is home, and so is infinity. (laughs) <laughs> ah! I just love it love 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 it <laughs> oh my goodness if you had one thing to leave us with today before we uh, go back to our lives outside of this interview what would you like to share I want to share that to remind us all that we create the game. We can create the game we want to play. That the game that is created here is created by an unconscious part of us. We have the same creative power to create whatever we want to create in this world. And we, it's just to, to, to really wake up from that trance, to think that, oh, we have to go along with the way things are. We, you create the game, and that is, can be in a global sense, but also just in your life. What game, what game do you want to create? I love that. Mm. Brings it right back to the center of our hearts, right back to the Shakti energy. Yes. yes. <laughs> As we come full circle. Oh, my goodness. Shamali, I am just, I've enjoyed our time. It flew by today as I knew it would, and I thank you so much for being here and for sharing your divine feminine wisdom with all of our listeners and readers. Thank you so, so much. Mm, Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Visit TransformationGoddess.com to claim my five-part audio series to help you awaken the goddess within.